The Terps blow it again. You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and Inside Maryland Sports and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Maryland basketball blows it again. Are we surprised at this point? The Terps lose again to Rutgers. I still have to say, I am a little bit surprised that we lost this game. It's kind of the story of our year. It's kind of what our year has been in a nutshell, how I think this game has gone down and what everything and how everything aspired. The Terps lose 53-56 to to Rutgers, and we blow it. And I don't care what anybody says, the Rutgers team wasn't that good. This Rutgers team isn't that good. They're not that talented. They don't have a lot of guys that can score. They don't have a lot on that team. They're not very good. The Rutgers is 12-10 and 10 for a reason. They're 4-7 and seven in conference for an even bigger reason. The Rutgers team just isn't that good. They're just not that talented. Someone tweeted out to me that I was talking about how bad this Rutgers team was last on the last episode previewing this game against Rutgers, Maryland versus Rutgers on the last podcast. And I still stand by that. This Rutgers team is not that good. They are not a very good basketball team. Four and seven in conference, like I said, 12 and 10 overall. Um, four and seven now after beating us. Before they were three and seven. They're they're not, they're really not that good of a team. But the thing is, this Maryland team isn't that good of a team either. And we find ways to blow it. It seems like every single game, even though it hasn't been every single game, it feels like every single game. And I feel like this Maryland team gave us a little bit of false hope, some false hope for sure. When we beat Illinois, when we were every game seemed to start to be close, like the Northwestern, the Michigan State game, we beat Iowa. We were getting some big wins. Nebraska, we beat by almost 20 points. They gave us some false hope that made us think, can this team go on like a late little run at the end of the season? Can we do some things at the end of the season? Could we potentially make a push to make ourselves to the upper part of the Big Ten? Could we maybe, and it's hard for me to say this, but maybe could we make some type of hayway and get into March Madness at the end of the year? No, we were never going to do that. It was all false hope, and I bought into it a little bit because losing to that team that we lost to last night, you just can't do. You can't lose to that Rutgers team. They just aren't very good, just for me being 100% honest. And the same patterns which we talked about on some of the other games, the same patterns, the same weaknesses that we had before are still very much present. Maybe a couple games we did things better and we were able to kind of we were able to make sure those weaknesses weren't shown as much we were able to cover them a little bit but they are still very much there I know against Illinois we were able to cover in some other big games that we won we were able to cover our weaknesses a little bit or maybe a performance from Jameer Young bailed us out I don't know but the Maryland team the Maryland weaknesses are still there and we blew that game last night against Rockers. 
If you really get into the statistics of the game, it's even worse. It looks a lot worse. And it, it, it goes back to my point that the Rutgers team isn't very good either. And we're just we're just not very good at all as well. But I still thought we were better than Rutgers. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm saying this Rutgers team is bad, and I'm saying we're not very good either. We're better team than Rutgers, and I still stand by that. I still think that we are the better team than Rutgers. I think we have – we definitely have more guys at the top. We have more star power for sure. I wouldn't say Rutgers has more depth. I mean, maybe they have more balance and scoring, you could say, but we definitely have more guys at the top. We're way better defensively. I mean, and our offensive statistics were horrible before this game, but – we were better than Rutgers offensively, statistics-wise, speaking before this game. Like, we had – we averaged more points per game. We shot the three ball better than Rutgers so far this season um, before this game, which is surprising because of how poor we have been. Like, this Rutgers – that goes back to my point. This Rutgers team was not very good. They shot the three ball lower than us, and we could not shoot. They had, like – they had no player averaging over like 12 points. They didn't have much on this team. And they they were offensively challenged in a lot of games this year, just like us. But I thought the statistics say we're better offensively, and then we're clearly better defensively. So that's why my reasoning was we are better than them. But we did blow this game, and I'll give Rutgers some credit. I'll give them some credit for winning this game at our place. Never an easy place to play. We usually win games at home. I mean, in the past year, especially last year, we were able to win like all of our games in conference at home. And that's the reason why we were able to get into March because we were so stellar at home. So I'll give Rutgers some credit for coming into our place and winning this game. But they didn't do anything special. They really didn't. They put up 56 points. The Maryland team blew it. They put up 56. We should be able to score more than 56 points against a Rutgers team, which the last time I checked, they're not some hounds on defense. It's not like they're going to, like, we, like, can't score against Rutgers, like, that they're one of the best defensive teams. It's not like we're going against a bunch of, like, Giannis is out there and Victor and Mayanas, and they're going to block all of our shots and they have some crazy length to finish over and shoot over. I, I, I didn't really see that with the Rutgers team. So the fact that we couldn't score more than – 56 points. We couldn't get to 57 against Rutgers. I don't really think it's about the Rutgers effort defensively. Sure, they did some good things defensively, but it came down to how bad we were offensively during that game. It really comes down to that because that Rutgers team did not do anything special. And that's the theme of this year. We're bad offensively, and we can't beat a Rutgers team, a Rutgers Scarlet Knight team's which no, I don't think any of their guys are going to be like all big time. I don't see a guy that's like a standout type of player. Couldn't beat Rutgers. We're not built the right way. We're just not. This team isn't built the right way. We had a really good recruiting class in the 2023 class, but those guys, I don't know what to say. I, I, I said a couple episodes ago, I said, don't give up on them. But it, I would understand if some people are starting to, have a lot of doubts. I mean, I'm sure people have doubts, but if, if people have already kind of fully given up on them, I wouldn't I, – I really wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I still think you got to give them time to develop and you got to wait till next year for to see a sophomore leap. But the freshmen have had a lot of struggles overall. 
and we're just not we don't have the right kind of balance on this team I thought we thought we would coming into this year with the talented freshman class and some of the transfers that we had like Jordan Geronimo and some of that kind of stuff I thought we thought before this year we were built the right way I think we thought we had plenty of I thought well I think people have question marks about the shooting but everything else they thought we were going to be able to do pretty well and they, they, there's a reason why we were a preseason top three team in the Big Ten but we're not built the right way we don't have enough depth we don't have enough shooting we don't have enough playmaking we don't have enough center depth specifically we don't have much scoring the really only thing that we're built right the right way right now is defensively other than that we're just not built the right way and I don't care what anybody says I think this Maryland team is a perfect proposition of this. To me, in my opinion, at in this stage, maybe like a couple, maybe a couple 10, 15, 20 years ago is different. But in today's game, to me, offense wins championships, defense wins games. And I think that's a perfect thing to say about this Maryland team. We have won some games because our defense has stepped up and has done some really good things. But we cannot continue to rely on defense to be able to win us games offense wins championships in today's sports i don't care nfl nba that's just my opinion i think offense wins championships defense is able to win games and that's what this maryland team has done we have won some games because of our defense but we can't win anything big we can't be a top 10 the top team in the big 10 because how bad our offense is so we're not built the right way we blew that game last night we can't win games down the stretch we can't win one possession games it wasn't anything to me that Rutgers did. I really didn't think Rutgers was all that special. I know Rutgers fans, a Rutgers fan, like I said, attacked me last night on Twitter. And I said good game because I had said before that Rutgers was horrible. And I still stand by that. Rutgers isn't a good team. The Maryland team just isn't that good as well. But overall, I thought we blew it last night. Can't win one possession games. We can't win games where we hold a team to 56 points. We can't win at home. We can't beat a team at the bottom of the Big Ten. We blew it. Safe to say that. Maryland's offense is as bad as I can really remember. I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch and grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. I love Super Bowl Sunday. It's a great time with family, friend, and there's cool commercials, and there's great food, whether you like the pizza, the wings, or you want to get some ice cream during the game, candy, like whatever you want during the game, buffalo chicken dip, whatever you like. Super Bowl Sunday is always one of the best traditions every single year and i love it and fanduel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three not only can you bet on who will win super bowl 58 but fanduel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown how many points will be scored and so much more new customers join today and you'll get 200 in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins just visit fanduel.com locked on to sign up that's fanduel.com locked on make every moment more of fanduel the official partner of the NFL. Maryland's offense is as bad as I can really remember. This Terps offense is so bad. And I, I try not to get into a deep dive of it 
but in the first segment, but we're going to get into how bad this Terps offense has been really, really against the Rutgers team, but talk about it at in, in a whole, as in this year, how bad this Terps offense has been. It's been one of the worst groups I have seen from Maryland Terrapins offense. I think about what we had during the good Maryland days and the offense was just never this bad. It's, it's on another level this year in terms of shooting, in terms of scoring, in terms of players that can get to the rim, players that can create their own shots. Maryland team is horrible offensively, and it has held us back. Right now, we are not able to win games with a top 10 defense. We have a top 10 defense in the entire country, and we're not able to win games. That's pretty hard to do if you're a Maryland team. It's pretty hard. If you would have said coming into the season, we have a top 10 defense. How do the Terps perform? I would have said we're a top 25 team the entire year if we have a top 10 defense in the whole country. We're a top 10 defense in the whole country, and we're not even like close to really anything. Like We're bottom of the Big Ten. We lost a bunch of games out of conference. We didn't really do much, and we are a top 10 team defensively. That's hard to do. I thought that if you're a top 10 team defensively, you should be winning games. But that's how bad our offense has been. Our offense has been that bad that with a top unit in the country, we can't win games. We have often held teams to great numbers this year, like great numbers. We have forced teams under 60 points, under 65 points, under what they average for the year. And we still aren't able to win games because of how bad this offense is. I don't know what our defense ranked in the last couple of years, but I'd be interesting to see where our defense was compared to our offense because this year it's just they're not even close. Like our offense is on one side of the spectrum, is on the bad side of the spectrum, pretty far bad as you can get, and then – our defense is on the complete other side, and it's basically as good as it can get. It's just two completely different sides of the ball. And that's what it was last night against Rutgers. We held them to 56, and we can't do much better than that. And you're not going to win games in the Big Ten. You're not going to win games in college basketball if you hold a team to 56 points and you can't score 57. You're not going to win games like that. That's just how it is. You're not going to be able to win games like that in the Big Ten or wherever you're playing, whatever conference you're playing, ACC, SEC, Big East, Big 12, whatever you're playing in, you're not going to be able to win games if you're holding teams to 56 and you can't score 57. But when we really dive into the numbers, it looks even worse. Rutgers shot 23% from three and still won. 23%. I would have thought going into the game, if I would have talked about the Rutgers keys to win, I always talk about Maryland's keys to win. If I would have been talking about how Rutgers is able to win the game, I would have said they had to shoot probably around 33% from three at least, like hit a, a third of their threes to be able to beat us, I would have thought. But our defense did their job, forced them to shoot 23% from the three, and they still were able to win. 23%. That's even below. Rutgers is one of the worst shooting teams in the Big Ten, and that's below their average, which going into the game was at 28%, I want to say. So they shot 23% from three, which is awful. And we were still not able to win. But Maryland's offense found a way to be worse than that. Found a way to be worse than 23% from three. 
We shot 11% from the three-point line, and we have plenty of looks, plenty of looks. The Terps could not cash that in, 11% from three. Now let's talk about if you would have said before the game the Terps shoot 11% from three. I would have thought it was a close game, and that's exactly what it was. If we shoot better from three, we probably win the game. It doesn't even have to be like we shoot in the 30s. If we shoot probably like 28 29% our season average, which is pretty bad, we probably win the game. And that's what goes back to my point that Rutgers isn't that good. They're not that good of a team. We shot 11% from three. And I don't want to just – I don't want to just – Hit on Rutgers and hit it, hit it, hit it. No, I don't want to do that. But I just want to make my point that this loss was very much about Maryland not playing well and not about Rutgers. Like, when we play Purdue, when we lost to Purdue, it's like, okay. Like, okay, Maryland could have done a lot of things better. But when they have that guy down there, Zach Eady, that's one of the best players in the country, and he's really impossible to stop, and they also have – other guys, shooters everywhere, and they have a couple other really high-level playmakers at the guard position. It's like you tip their hat to them. But Rutgers' team didn't really have any of that, and we shot 11% from three. You're not going to win games like that. So that's just really my point is that you just our team is just so bad offensively and that a team that shoots 23%, Rutgers team that shot 23% and we still can't win the game. It's not It's not because Rutgers is good. It's because we just shot the ball horribly. And some people say that that's kind of what the games are about. I remember a quote in the NBA that some people don't like. They're like, it's a miss or make league. Like, if you hit your shots, you're going to win the game. If you're cold from three or cold from the field, then you're not going to win the game. But Maryland also shot 31% from the field, which is terrible. That's the percentage you want to shoot from three. And they shot that from the field. So that's pretty poor job from Maryland. Besides Julian Reese, I got to give Julian Reese his props because I've been pretty hard on him. But besides Julian Reese, who went 8 for 10 from the field with 19 points, he still had five turnovers, which could potentially have cost us the game. There's so many small, not even small things. Five turnovers is a pretty big thing. But there's so many things that pretty much can cost you a game when you're in that close of a game. But he wasn't the reason we lost last night. 19 points, 8 for 12 from the field. But everyone else was so inefficient offensively. Jameer Young, who we have depended on all season, who's going to be first-team All-Big Ten and is one of the best players in the Big Ten this year. Jameer Young shot 3 for 17 from the field. But here's my thing. 3 from 17 from the field is terrible from Jameer Young. He's not going to do that. He hasn't really done that this year. He's been able to score a lot of points, and he's been doing it pretty efficiently. He was able to score 16 points somehow, with shooting three for 17 from the field because he hit two threes and hit like eight eight free throws and went eight for eight from the free throw line. But Jameer Young wasn't efficient. We can't expect him every single game to be able to be really high-end Jameer Young. But if Jameer Young shoots like six, six for 17, which still isn't that good, we probably win the game. Dante Scott was horrible in terms of his three-point shooting, 0 for 5 from the three-point arc, and he's been shooting pretty good recently as well if he hits what he's been usually hitting one or two of those per game then we're probably in a good spot then kaiser off the bench he's been so streaky this year jamie kaiser went over four from the three-point arc and if he hits a shot or shot then we're probably in a lot better of a spot Rutgers wasn't better than us 
our team just couldn't hit shots and we were really inefficient offensively. We couldn't hit open shots. And that's what teams are going to force us to do because our offense has proven that it's not very good. And our three point shooting is not very good. And when we go 11% from three and 30% from the field, you're just not going to win a game like that. But that's what this year has been for the Maryland basketball team. Our offense has been terrible all year. This isn't something that's like a little bit different, something that's like an outlier game. We've done this all year, so it's no surprise now. And now I'm going to look – I'm just going to be honest that I, 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 my statement about the Illinois game stands that it was just an outlier game. And even some of these other wins that we've had, that it was just one of those upsets that just happened in the Big Ten – Nothing more, nothing less than that. Just an upset that happens in all sports and all of college basketball. I just don't think we're a very good offensively team. And, and when you're not good offensively, you're just not going to win games. So overall, we've been one of the worst Maryland offenses I have really seen. And one of the worst offenses in college basketball shooting-wise that I have seen this year. But let's move on. Mike Loxley gets another big flip. I will tell you about who Mike Loxley flipped today after this ad from the Game Time app. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute like a Maryland's Hairpins game, but finding tickets is hard? I have been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So let's let's flip to something a little bit better. No pun intended. Mike Loxley flips another commitment. Loxley flips Dimitri Nicholas from Auburn. It's a big flip for the Terps. The D-line was definitely a hole in the 2024 class. I don't know if I really talked about it, but it was definitely a hole. We were heavy on offensive linemen. We were heavy in the secondary. We were definitely heavy in certain positions, but defensive line was not one of them. So flipping this kid, Dimitri, from Auburn is a pretty big deal. If you didn't hear, it did come out today that he was, that he flipped um, today, I guess, from Auburn, which is a pretty big deal for Mike Lops Loxley. It's an interesting flips. I didn't know anything about him, honestly. I didn't know this guy was on flip logic. I don't know if the guys that are really behind the scenes knew about this flip. I didn't hear anything about it, so I don't think so. I don't think anybody knew that this kid might be flipping, but definitely would help. I always talk about that the Terps, the biggest needs right now and the biggest way to take another step as a program is the offensive and defensive line. Outside the skill positions, we, I think, have done a really good job at beating, being one of the best in the Big Ten. I think our quarterback room has been one of the best in the Big Ten over the last couple of years. I think our wide receiver group is always top-notch in the Big Ten. I think our running backs are good. I think we're really good at the skill positions, but the difference is the offensive and defensive line. So getting a guy like Dimitri from Auburn, flipping him, is a big deal. He's a three-star in the 2024 class, but he's a big guy 63 295 so he's gonna fill up a lot of space in the middle definitely a player that we want inside i don't expect him to come in and play right away usually these guys on the defensive line don't usually come in and play right away but as he gets stronger gets up to what to if he's really 295 right now probably get up to like 30 three 
I don't know how much weight they put on him, but they put on a decent bit of weight, probably 310, 315 to be uh, in the on the defensive line. I guess you, he's an inside guy, more of a D tackle and interior defensive line rather than an edge. I saw something that said he was like an edge, but at 6'3", 295, I don't think he would be an edge at all. But he goes to school in Florida. Maryland has tended to get some of these Florida guys, which is kind of interesting. But he does go to school in Florida. But a big flip for sure for Mike Loxley. He had other offers like Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Auburn, of course. He was committed there. So he did have some other big-time offers for sure. This goes back to my point that don't always look at how many stars they have. Look at their offer list. And he had some big-time offers. But Loxley was able to flip them. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.